morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is. I hope you are having a super fantastically amazing, joyful, wonderful, uh, just fantastic experience right now in the moment in your life. This is Robert Golden, Life Transformed. Welcome to Coffee in Christ. This is my weekly share of the daily practice that really has transformed my life. One of the components that transforms my life and continues to transform my life. Um, So I am at the point where I can live a joyful life every second of every day. Because I mean, it's all about choices, right? That is what it's all about. For those of you who are new to the podcast, um, this is totally spontaneous. Nothing is rehearsed. I, I go through my morning devotion uh, process with you, and it always promises to surprise. What I love about doing it this way is that this, I feel like this is part of you know God's rework. This is um, God speaking directly to me without you know me searching for, oh, I'm in this situation. So what does the Bible say about that? Or, you know, that kind of thing. I've just learned that that is much more powerful if you do it that way. Have a regular practice of, of being in the Word, as they say. I'm going to light a candle over here. The sun is coming up over the mountains. It's so beautiful here in North Carolina. Um, if you're ever planning to visit the Asheville area, definitely look me up. I would love to have coffee with you, hang out, that sort of thing. But let's get started with the verse of the day. And this is coming from Psalms 24:1. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. Mm-hmm-hmm. <laughs> So that's really interesting. I mean, it's true, right? God created it. All his people belong to him. And you know, what just, what it brings to mind for me is that, yeah, we all belong to him. We have free will so we can choose to ignore that fact we could choose to run away from that fact or that truth. I should say that truth. I want to change my language purposely there because that is one truth. God is truth. Facts are facts. We can, man can determine something as a fact, but truth is truth. Truth is God. It may take you a while to think about that. It's taken me a long time, but you may come to the same conclusion I have with some with some thought on that topic. <clears throat> so that is the truth. And you know what? That gives me hope. And that really inspires me to continue to be an ambassador for God. You know, to know that that's why Jesus came back um, to you know, forget, forgive us for our sins and, and follow him because knowing that all people walking this earth belong to him. All people naturally in their deepest of hearts want to return to him 
and wanted to honor him because he's our creator. He created us and he created us for love and abundance. <clears throat> so that's what inspires me to do what I'm doing, doing this podcast, um, our, our life transformed community that we're forming. People who are for each other, don't judge each other and are in harmony with one another. That is truly what it is all about. Um, so yeah, this is really good stuff. I love it. Simple words, but really profound when you think into it, when I think into it. So I love that. All right, let's go to a plan here. <clears throat> and let's do, let's see which one do I want to do here. I've got a couple of them going. Power of prayer or let's go with recognizing the power of the tongue. No, let's go with light shines in the darkness. All right, here's the devotional. Jesus is the son of man. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Jesus is the son of God, but he also calls himself repeatedly the son of man. This phrase does not just mean that Jesus is truly human. It says that he is the ultimate man. Hmm. The prophet Daniel describes a vision he had in which he saw God sitting on his throne in all his splendor. Then he saw one like a son of man to whom God gave everlasting dominion over all peoples, nations, and languages. Jesus refers to this prophecy and applies it to himself. So, by using the phrase son of man, Jesus implies that he will become king of the universe. Okay. There is the connection right there. <clears throat> Interesting. Jesus also says that his disciples will see the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. This refers to the story of Jacob and Bethel. Where Jacob had a dream in which the angels were ascending and descending on a ladder, thereby bridging the gap between God and man. This image perfectly fits with Jesus' mission. He has come to reconcile humans to God, see Romans 5.10, and to restore their relationship. Jesus descended, so to speak, to make God known to us and to bring us back to our Creator. Do you understand why it was necessary for Jesus to descend? Well, I think, yeah, because, I mean, if you look back through the Old Testament, and God did so many wondrous things through people and, um, and the miracles that, that he performed through others. And it was still, I mean, man, we would still turn away from him. I think God finally just thought, oh, I'm going to send my son down there to show y'all how to do it, to show y'all how to live the right way, to show you me in a form that you can see, touch, and feel. So he, and, and you know, wow, he did it in such an impactful way and dramatic way that it continues to endure today, thousands of years later. 
and there are millions of people around the world that are Christians because of Jesus and continue to follow Jesus. So I think that's what I'm I'm feeling. That's why Jesus it was necessary for Jesus to descend. Um, and it was a love gesture by God to send his only son to die on a cross for us. And I just can't help but I, I can see why when we're not thriving, when we're not enjoying this beautiful place that God created, he's not mad at us. He's sad. He's like, wow, I created this beauty and this, you know, this, these other people, this community of folks and this natural beauty on this earth so that you all can really enjoy it and have abundant lives and honor me throughout and just be joyful. So that's what he's called us to do. So if we're not, and we have every opportunity to do it, it's all up to us. There's nothing but ourselves that get in the way. And of course, we've got the enemy, we've got Satan that's working against us. But we have God, which has already defeated Satan. So it's like, this is what works for me. Um, And this is, you know, what's propelled me, just this whole concept here of of that. So the the more belief, the more faith I have, the better life gets. And the more... Uh, Satan's tricks can't impact me. He just he just can't. Because uh, I'm wise to his transparent ways. As I go to put some scotch transparent tape back where it belongs here in my That's so funny. I love it. All right. <clears throat> I watched as thrones were put in place and the ancient one sat down to judge. His clothing was as white as snow. His hair like purest wool, he sat on a fiery throne with wheels of blazing fire, and a river of fire was pouring out, flowing from his presence. Millions of angels ministered to him, millions, many millions stood to attend him. Then the court began its session, and the books were open. I continued to watch, because I could hear the little horn's boastful speech. I kept watching until the fourth beast was killed and its body was destroyed by fire. The other three beasts had their authority taken from them, but they were allowed to live a while longer. As my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient One and was led into his presence. He was given authority, honor, and sovereignty over all the nations of the world, so that people of every race and nation and language would obey him. His rule is eternal. It will never end. His kingdom will never be destroyed. Wow, and that's from Daniel 7. That's one of the prophets, Prophet Daniel. That's what he saw. But I'm learning, you know, that these credible prophets, you know, Jesus came and he fulfilled many of the prophecies. And I think, I'm not sure of this, obviously, but I just think that those prophecies that he fulfilled, that that reinforced that those were true prophets, they're true prophecies. Um, So, 
so interesting. That's a whole nother, whole nother deal as I continue write, uh, reading through the Bible. Uh, it's fascinating to, uh, to understand it more and to develop my relationship more with God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Just love it. So powerful. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp and stop there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from the earth up to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust on the earth. They will spread out in all directions to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And all the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid and said, What an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. That's from Genesis 28. So in the beginning, this is Genesis, right? And based on today's reading, what is one thing God is saying to you? Um... I think it is um, this is an amazing continual opportunity to honor God making disciples by making disciples following Jesus and being a light for dark world. And wow, it's just like, um, hmm. you know, and I, what stirs in me is, is the community that we are, um, creating. You know, by uniting with other Jesus followers to be the light, right? That's what it is all about. <clears throat> love it, love it, love it, love it. Just the more I learn of the 
story of God and the story of Jesus and more to learn and understand it just it just uh, increases my faith and it propels my faith and drives my faith and it's just like a I just want more <laughs> you know what I mean you get a little taste and then you just want more <clears throat> okay let's go now to I'm reading Ecclesiastes now I'm going to do a check here yeah let's go okay Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes 4 oppression toil friendliness again I looked and saw all the opposition that was taking place under the sun I saw the tears of the oppressed and they had no comforter power was on the side of their oppressors and they had no comforter and I declared that the dead who had already died are happier than the living who are still alive. Context here, this is Solomon, one of the wisest and richest people in the world, probably ever, and, and for sure at that time. And when he's taking, when he's talking about under the sun, he's talking about what we do in this world. <clears throat> so let's go on. But better than, but better than both is the one who has never been born. Who has not seen the evil that is done under the sun? And I saw that all toil and all achievements spring from one person's envy of another. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Fools fold their hands and ruin themselves. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls, handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man all alone. He had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. You guys, this is what's so powerful about Ecclesiastes for me personally, is this was my life. I thought, you know, life was all about working hard, making a bunch of money, house paid off, cars paid off, retire, live happily ever after. That was the lie that I believed, and this is what when I started reading Ecclesiastes, I'm like, holy cow, this is me. This is, Solomon was, I could just feel it. I know exactly where he is as he's writing this. Mm, I had a double espresso this morning with coconut milk and coconut vanilla creamer. It is amazing. Okay. For whom am I tolling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This too is meaningless, a miserable business. Oh, that's so good. Gotta highlight all of that. So that's actually Ecclesiastes 4, um, 8 through, what is it, 8? Yeah, 8. Ecclesiastes 4, 8. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one way be, may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Oh my goodness, this is my favorite. Oh, one of my favorite 
feels and a tenant of life. This is all about community, this whole section here. Isn't that beautiful? Two are better than one. This is what I always talk about with Life Transform. And my current relationship, my eternal God-blessed relationship with Alana, it's two into one. And it's the strength there. It's how God designed us. So good. <clears throat> better a poor but wise youth than an old but foolish king who no longer knows how to heed a warning. The youth may have come from prison to the kingship, or he may, or he may have been born in poverty within his kingdom. I saw that all who lived and walked under the sun followed the youth, the king's successor. There was no end to all the people who were before them, but those who came later were not pleased with the successor. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. You guys, I'm not even gonna get into. Uh, Maxwell has so many, I think he's got two separate, separate pontifications on on just this Ecclesiastes 4, but it is so beautiful. And um, I just think that this is, uh, this is truth. Um, and, you know, you talk about everything we do under the sun is really meaningless. If we're toiling hard and working our butts to the bone just to pay our bills. That's not living. You know, a lot of theme song, her and I's theme song is George Strait. There's a difference in living and living well. It's called living well. And there is a difference in living and living well. And my goodness, we only have a short time on this earth. We need to live well. And that means to love well and to know love and to turn away from, and I won't even say turn away from sin, it's turn into love. It's, it's you know, learn that, that each of us was created in love and we are love. So just as, as, as Marianne Williamson in her book, Return to Love, it's return to who we really are. So we don't have to turn away from sin, turn towards the love that we really are. So powerful. I love it. I love it, you all. All right. Um, and that is it for now. Again, I'm doing the evening version because now I've done the prayer in the evening and I'm doing the other devotional. So I'll jump on for a quick kind of tag on to this tonight. So until then, have a, an amazing rest of your day, night, or afternoon, however it may be, whenever it is that you're listening to us. And this is Robert Bolden, Life Transform. We help people go from isolation to community. And how appropriate is that today? Because once you're in community, you can find freedom. And as, we, as Solomon has stated to us today, oh, there's so much power. And, you know, getting out of isolation, being alone, there's no there's no upside to being alone. It's so much better. Uh, two or more together. Okay, y'all. We'll see you next time. <laughs>